Blog Talk Radio.
good morning, good morning, good morning. I am so glad to have another day to share not just the word of God, but to share with the people of God on another Sunday when it's time to talk about the continued subject of accountability. I thought that we would be moving on to something else, and God let me know that accountability is a big thing. Hey, God, we're Christians? Mm, it's a big thing. So I'm going to open up the program to see if um, Minister Margot is available for prayer. And if she's not, then I'll um, see if anyone else on the line is available as well. Minister Marga, are you available for prayer this morning? Uh, good morning, woman of God. Yes, I'm available for prayer. Uh, prayer is always is is always appropriate. <laughs> it's always amen. And whether uh, it is uh, oral prayer, whether we are praying aloud, whether we are praying in our spirits, in our minds, in our hearts. We are to pray without ceasing. And so we asked uh, the saints of God, all those who are listening and will listening, to go with us before the throne to our Father, who is always listening and always ready to hear our prayer. Lord, in Jesus' name, we thank you. We thank you for being God. We thank you and we praise you for the opportunity to say we love you. We thank you because you're sovereign. All things are in your hands. All things were made by you. Everything we see, everything around us is made by you and was made for us and to give you the glory. We glorify you. We magnify you. We worship you. And we bring ourselves humbly to the throne of grace. We ask you, God, to forgive our sins so that our prayers will not be hindered. Don't look upon us, God, but look on the blood of Jesus and his sacrifice that he made so that we would have the right to the tree of life, so that we would be able to come for you and call you Father. Abba, Father, Abba, Father, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for making a way for us. Thank you for opening a door for us. Thank you for caring for us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you, God, for leading and guiding us. All we have to do is ask. And we choose to worship you. Hallelujah. We choose to worship you today, God. Hallelujah. We choose to stand on your word and to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for another day. Thank you for a mind that has the ability to know who you are, Father, and to know who we are in you. Thank you, God. Thank you for all you've done, for all you're doing and all you will do because you love us. (laughs) A love that never ends. A love that's unconditional. A love that's transformative a love that can heal, a love that protects the love of God. Hallelujah. 
is around us, is surrounding us and lifting us. We thank you, God. We ask you to be with us today, to be part of this. We ask you to be the center of this conversation. We ask you to be the center of what we think, what we feel, and what we do. We ask you in, God, and we ask you, God, to word our mouths, to word the mouth, the mind, hearts, and the thoughts of Apostle Alec as she goes before us, so that you will be pleased with what is said. You will be pleased with what is said, with the wisdom that she did, and you will continue to give her discernment and understanding that you are with her, that you are with each of your children, and we can rely on you because you are faithful. You are faithful and trustworthy. We thank you, God. We praise you, and we give you the thanks. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Thank you, Minister Margo. And I just want to continue with uh, a thanksgiving to God. I noticed when Minister Margo was praying that she was giving thanksgiving to God. And she always does. And today it hit me in a way that made me just say, thank you, thank you, thank you, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, God. If I had a thousand tongues, I couldn't thank you enough. But thank you, thank you, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for accountability. Thank you, God, for taking responsibility. Thank you, thank you, thank you, God for not only having the mind to want to thank you for accountability and taking responsibility, but thank you, thank you, God, for a heart, my God, to come before you, God, saying, it's me, God. It's me, God, not my sister, not my brother, but it's me, God taking on the accountability and taking on the responsibility, not only as a leader, but as your daughter, as your saved daughter, Mm, 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 mm. as your redeemed God, I just want to thank you for redemption, my God, my God, my God. Mm, God, I just want to thank you for humility, for being humble. Mm, God, I just want to thank you. Mm. That could be the message on today all by itself. Thank you, God, for accountability. Thank you, God, for taking on my own responsibilities. (laughs) My God, thank you, Lord. So I have a few things that I want to start off with. And um, first I want to check and make sure, um, Minister Carvon, are you on the line? Okay, I don't know if he's on mute or if he's just not on the line. On the 27th 
of October, um, God allowed me to write. I'm going to share two things that he allowed me to write on Facebook. One of them was on the 27th, and one of them was on the 28th. There was many things, but it says, No, this text won't break you. Although it looks like it will, it sounds like it will, it smells like it will, it feels like it will, and even your job-like friends are trying to prophesy that it will because they don't know God-like and as you do. Please remember what God told you because God is a promise keeper. It is so. God told you that they would misunderstand you, that some would be jealous and envious of you, but that has nothing to do with what God promised you and what God is perfecting in and through you. Mm-hmm. Additionally, stay focused on God's promise because the other stuff is simply fluff. It's distractions. It's follow ground that is needed to be broken up so that all the manure can be laid, so that the fresh soil in you can live and bear fruit and more fruit and more fruit, and so that you can share your fruit with the sick and dying that need to see God through you and what God is and who God is through you and other God-chosen and called vessels. Get out of your feelings and get into the promise of God because God made you just for this, my God. God made you just for this. I'm going to say it one more time. God made you just for this. And it is so, and so it is in Jesus' name. Then on the 28th, I said, I was recently dealing with someone. Really, it was some people. But the last one stood out the most. Consequently, they all say they're Christians, some clerics. And I thought to myself, I need to fervently and earnestly pray for this person or these people. Think being rude and nasty is okay. My God, my God. Not another nice, nasty test. Then I had to laugh because I remembered people telling me I was too nice. But, 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 now I get it. I asked God to use me and to make me an example. Baby, that. Be careful what you ask. And it's ask, seek, and knock. God for. You just might get it. Thank you, Father God. You have a great sense of humor. Daddy God, you do all things well. And then I said, wow, I'm rolling on the floor. I got it, God. Because I realize when it comes to accepting accountability and taking responsibility, James 4 and 17 says, so Any person who knows what is right to do but does not do it, to him it is sin. That's the Amplified Version. The Message Version, verses 16 through 17, says, As it is, 
you are full of your grandia, a grandale, depending on what where you're from, as far as your accent sells. All such flaunting self-importance is evil. In fact, if you know the right thing to do and don't do it, that for you is evil. And for those who don't know what grandiose means, it's being impressive or trying to be impressive or imposing in appearance or style. It's especially being pretentious. It's where you are magnificent and impressive and grand and imposing in your own eyes. Some people are ambitious and bold and they want to do epic and grand things, but they forget that they must be modest and humble. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good. In the commentary, it's referring to the will of God. It's referring to the sovereignty of God. It's referring to the exhortation to warn us to do what God wants us to do, his will that's revealed through the word. And then it says, doeth it not to him, it is sin. It is a greater sin, and it is aggravated one. It's a criminal in him that's ignorant of what is good and does what that which is evil, nor shall he escape his punishment. This is the commentary. But it is much more wicked in a man that knows what is right and good and ought to be done and does not but that which is evil, this condemnation will be greater. We can read Luke 12, verses 47 to 48 to talk about that. The omission of the known duty is the commission of the known sin. The right to do is especially in the eyes of God, not mankind. So when you don't do it, It's a sin. This means that if God were to tell you to forgive someone and you say no, you are not only rejecting the privilege of being seen as an authentic Christian, but as being misguided person and as a person that rejected God and what he represents in your life. Now, before... I get on to uh, the other things that God has for me. I want to check again to see if um, Minister Kavan is on the line. I'm here. So, Minister Kavan, what do you want to add thus far about accountability? Or you just want to listen a little bit longer? I want to listen a little bit because I want to add something to it, but I want to prove up a point of accountability. Okay. So I'm going to share a few more things, and then I'm going to come back to you, okay? Okay. And thank you for being with us this morning. It says, don't take on anyone's monkey and make sure that you can handle your own monkey instead of trying to give it to somebody else. And most of all, remember, it's okay to collaborate 
with others on how to get rid of a monkey or to turn the monkey into an opportunity or project that will help others. And I have a few questions that I'm going to ask that's dealing with a monkey. Does anyone know what I mean when I say don't take on a monkey or someone else's monkey? Does anyone, I'm opening up the lines, does anyone know what I mean? And um, if you don't, that's fine. Or if you don't know what I mean in this particular situation, that's all right as well. So anyone on the line, do you know what it means to take on someone's monkey? Okay, well, Hello, as psychologist, go ahead. This is Linda Fickhoff-Vine. I think what it means to take on the monkey is uh, if you look up to somebody, uh, take accountability and uh, – Show responsibility for why you look up to them and show them that they they mean more than just friend. They are more of a family, more of a leader, more of a person that's going to be responsible and make sure that you are led into the right path. Well, most of the time, psychologists, when they're dealing with people that uh, take on monkeys, it's people that if, when they have a problem, instead of solving the problem, they deflect or they blame others instead of taking on the uh, responsibility and accountability to what happened. You may have or have not heard people say, that someone's putting a monkey on my back or on my shoulders. And so have you ever had someone to bring you their problem and then they just walk away? They bring you their problem and they don't want to deal with the problem. They want you to fix it. They want you to be burdened down with the problem that they gave you, but it's their problem. So the accountability and the taking on the responsibility in that case isn't there because now you have become accountable and now you are taking on the responsibility to take care of someone else's problem instead of helping them take it on themselves. And so some of the ways that you can help someone to be accountable and to take responsibility for their own monkeys, the monkeys is basically a problem, is to ask the person, told you what the problem is, how do you recommend that I handle this? Anyone. Have you ever had someone to bring you a problem, and you voluntarily or involuntarily took it on versus telling them how do you recommend that they handle it? Anyone, if you want to share, please do. Well, I love this subject, and the reason why I do 
is because as a leader in ministry and as a leader on my job and as a leader sometimes with my family, I find that many times when the Lord puts me in a place of counseling that many people want to bring things to me and they want me to handle things when God teaches me to help them to handle it themselves. So it's simple things, and sometimes it's complex things. But when people bring you problems or or sometimes even ideas, it's very important for you to empower them to come up with a conclusion, a resolution, an alternative to whatever it is, because Many times the ideas or the suggestions or the problems that they have is God trying to branch them out, is God trying to promote them, is God trying to expand them, and it's your job as a leader to empower them, to work with them on the resolution, to work with them on the project, because the accountability on you is to lead. The accountability on them is to become the leader that God is trying to make them. Now, when leaders are leaders of leaders, now that's a tongue twister, it's different than when leaders are leaders of followers. But when you're a leader of a leader, one of the hardest things to do is to get out of God's way. (laughs) Oh, God, you are blessing me this morning. My God. Um, Let me find out something first before I uh, say this. Minister Sylvia, can I please use you as an example? Yes, you can. And I want to say something after you do because I didn't No, go go ahead. Go ahead. Well, Minister Sylvia, Sylvia, years ago, God had told me to put her in charge of something. Um, And others did not agree. But I asked God, I said, God, how do I deal with this? Because others are rejecting what you told me to do. He said, am I your God or are they your God? Oh, my God. The accountability that hit me. Mm. Oh, my God. I cannot tell you the conviction that hit me when I realized that God had told me to do something and I had the nerve. It was like, God, I believe to help down my unbelief. It was like I had the nerve to say, God, I want to do what you said, but I have some people over here that don't believe in what you've told me to do. So God said, not only are you going to put her in charge of it, you're going to wash your hands of it. Any ideas she comes up with, you're going to say, I'm empowering you to do it. I'm not, uh, you, you are a leader that's training a leader. You're not training a follower, but she is a leader. She's a leader out there in this club and that club. She's a a person that works with the union. You're going to allow her to be a leader on this side. 
Many of you may not been around years ago when God first told me to put Minister Sylvia in charge of things and the things that we dealt with. But I've noticed such a growth. And, and I'm not saying that she's arrived because none of us have arrived. God is still working on her and God is still working on me. But I don't think you understand sometimes how empowering a leader to be a leader when there's other leaders that are finding fault, whether it's because of self-righteousness or they just can't deal with the growing of a person. Because, see, when a person is growing in leadership, they make mistakes. And we're going to talk about that a little later. When someone's growing in the things that God has given them, they do a self-analysis, and then you have to be honest enough to tell them what's going on. You don't ignore it. You don't act like stuff doesn't happen, but you don't act like life, limb, or property is going on either. See, the enemy of our soul wants us to take little things and make it into big things. The enemy of our soul wants new leaders to stop being leaders. He, there are so many souls assigned to Minister Margo. There are so many souls assigned to Minister Tavon. There are so many souls assigned to Minister Sylvia. There are so many souls assigned to Cecilia. But guess what? The enemy wants us not to take on the accountability and take the responsibility for bringing those souls to where they need to be brought. Because believe it or not, we are mentors. We're not just mentees, but there's an accountability that goes training the trainer, as they say, or the leader being an example before leaders. And it does not mean that we're perfect because some of the lessons that they're going to learn is what not to do and what to do. Minister Sylvia, go ahead. Well, basically you just said what I was going to say. I remember a time of being on the receiving end of something being given to me. And um, in two ways where a person didn't believe that God wanted to use me. But God turned around and not only made them understand that he wanted to use me, he made me made them give me their program. <laughs> and then, mm-hmm. then, excuse me, God turned around and had someone, because God was saying, okay, you're not doing enough. You're doing kind of like it, but you're not doing enough. Then God had somebody actually to take their program as a part of helping them out. And they walked and left me holding the bag. And I'm just saying that was like I was giving somebody monkey from a high level and I was expected to walk in, but some people didn't want to give me grace or mercy. And then I was given 
a program where it was like I was asked to help, but I didn't know I was, as um, Apostle used to say when we were growing up, I didn't know I was being tricked into taking on a responsibility, but I had to realize I didn't say yes just to that person. I had to say yes to God, and I had to stand in the place of accountability, responsibility, and integrity. I could no longer say, well, I didn't choose this. Uh, I, this isn't what I want. This is going into my schedule. It's stopping me from doing certain things. I had to learn how to pray and say, God, change my appetite. Because not only was a month given to me, I desired secretly without wanting to tell anybody, I desired to be used in that place. And I didn't know how to get there, but God had made a way for me to get there by making someone else give me their money. And I just want to say thank you because of taking on somebody else's money in this situation. It's been a blessing. That's all I have to say about that right now. Amen. 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 Anyone else? Well, one of the things that I'm not sure if all of you all know, but I have the majority of my life been a background player. I've, uh, whether it was Apostle Sandra Thomas or Bishop Hilton or Prophetess Juanita Bynum and Bishop Weeks, et cetera, et cetera, Whoever, I was used to being in the background, whether it was as an intercessor, an armor bearer, uh, whatever. I was just always in the background. And I loved promoting people. I loved putting people out on the front line and, and, and watching them prosper. And no one had to know what role I played in it. I remember putting on conferences for many years and putting everyone on the program but never being on the program. I remember God just using me, and, and, and I remember the joy of knowing that I was able to do for God's people whatever he wanted me to do. And then I remember it being prophesied that I had to come from the background. And I remember going to God and said, but God, I like it here. I, I, I like when I see that. You're using me to promote people. God, I don't need to be out front. I, I like it here. And he said to me that I was comfortable and that it was a setup, that it was a setup the whole time, that he was training me how to be a leader by making me be the support for leading. There was a time when I did not pray in front of people. I prayed. Oh, yes. I was on intercessory teams, and I was praying for people. But to pray before a crowd? Mm-mm. No. To do praise and worship before a crowd? Mm-mm. To minister before a crowd? Mm-mm. I remember Apostle Sandra Thomas saying, um, God said you're too timid, but he still going to use you. Says you're too nice, but he's still going to use you. 
many of us may not be timid. We may not have been accused of being nice. We may have been accused of, as Minister Sylvia and I was talking, she would say, that's it and that's all, (laughs) meaning you either took what she said or you didn't take it, but she wasn't going to change what she had said. And then to watch her evolve into, no, that's not that's it, that's all. That's what would God say. Did what I say or do bring God glory. So it was too extreme. And then when I had to learn how to be out front, I, this ain't nobody's testimony but mine. I used to have my stomach that would just bother me when I was standing before a crowd. My voice would tremble when I was standing before a crowd. It was so much witchcraft going on because people liked me in the background, but God wanted me up front. So I had to take the accountability of knowing that there were Levites in my bloodline whether it was the Seabury, Sinclairs, the Browns, or the Kaisers, or the Sanders, I had to realize that it was all around me. There are people listening on today that it's in your bloodline. The background won't work. Mm-mm. God is calling you to the front. Some are being called to the front through means of various things that you've done that you didn't know God was going to call you to the front. Some are being called to the front because God used someone else to put you in as what people would call the hot seat. On today, I want to share a few scriptures with you, and then I'm going to go back to Minister Kavan. Acts 20 and 35 says, I have shown you all things, how that so laboring ye ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Many people, when they hear that scripture, they're thinking about money. They're thinking about charity. Well, some of you are giving of your talents and your gifts. Some of you are giving in that thing that you are talented in, that intellectual gift that God has given you. Some of you are giving to those that appear to be weak because now you're their mentor. You're their, you're their mentor in this Leviticus, in this Levite call on your life. No more background. Because now your giving is going to be more blessed than to receive because you've already received on many occasions and still receiving in that which you've been called to do. Yes, you've been called to be a minister. Yes, you've been called to be an evangelist. Yes, you've been called to be a man or woman of God. But guess what? You've also been called to teach others. You've been a teacher all your life. 
You've been a preacher all your life. You've been a psalmist all your life. You've been a writer and lyricist all your life. Well, now it's time. It's your time. Luke 6 and 38 says, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure that ye met, with all it shall be measured to you again. Once again, people are thinking about money. But some of you, you're going to have it pressed down and shaken over the time that you're going to pour into someone else. Uh-huh. You say, oh, you, you're stretching it. you stretching it. Go to God about it. That's all I'm going to say. Because some of you thought because you have been a teacher and because you have been a union stewardess and because you have been called a great worker in the world that you forgot that it's first natural, then spiritual. Okay, we're going to keep on going. Matthew 6 and 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You've loved teaching. You've loved giving back. You've loved helping people get out of trouble. You've loved helping people understand the right way to do stuff. You've loved, 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 and freely given and freely received. But listen to this, Luke 3 and 11. He answered and said unto them, He that hath two coats, let him impart to him that have none. He that hath meat, let him do likewise. The meat, the milk, the word, the intellect, the abundance, in money, uh-huh, and in time, uh-huh, and in knowledge, God is calling you to equally pour it out into your sons and daughters. Pour it out into your sisters and brothers. Pour it out into your nieces and nephews. Pour it out into your cousins. Pour it out into yourself. Mm -mm. This monkey is not a monkey. This monkey is truly a blessing that the enemy of our souls wants you to think is a problem. It's not a problem. It's a gift. It's a talent. It's a place of abundance. It's a place of expansion. It's a place of enlargement that God is calling you to. Second Corinthians 8 and 14. But by an equality that now at this time your abundance may be supplied for their want that their abundance also may be a supply for your wants, that there may be equality. See, equality and equity in God is not like it is with me. I'm going to read two other versions for you. The Amplified says, Now, Remember this, he who sows fairly will reap fairly, and he who sows generously, the blessings may come to others, will also reap generously and be blessed. Let each one give thoughtfully with purpose, 
just as he was, has decided in his heart, not grudgingly and under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Mm-hmm. Those talents, those mentorships, those counseling sessions. And delights in the one whose heart is his gift. Mm. And God is able to make all grace, every favor, earthly blessings come to abundance to you, that you may always, under all circumstances, regardless of the need, have complete sufficiency in everything, being completely self-sufficient in him and have an abundance for every good work and act of charity. The message version says, remember, a stingy planter gets a stingy crop. A lavish planter gets a lavish crop. I want each of you to take plenty of time to think it over and make up your own mind what you will give. Mm. What will you give? Is it talent? Is it time? Is it money? Is it mentorship? Is it education? That will protect, I'm reading on, against the sob stories and arm twisting. Ooh, that's the message version. God loves it when the giver delights in giving. God can pour on the blessings in astonishing ways so that you're ready for anything and everything, more than just ready to do what needs to be done. As one psalmist put it, he throws caution to the wind, giving to the needy in reckless abandon. His right living, right giving ways never runs out, never wear out. This most generous God who gives seed to the farmer that becomes bread for your meals is more than extravagant with you. He gives you something you can then give away, which grows into full-formed lives, robust in God, wealthy in every way, so that you can be generous in every way, producing with us great praise to God. Now let me share 10 quick things that will help us take on accountability and take on responsibility. Admit and apologize when it's applicable for your mistakes. Accept responsibility. Take charge in handling the problem and creating the resolution. Be honest and genuine. Reach out to someone with more experience for help when you need to. Don't point the finger at others for your problems. If you see something, say something. Remember, small mistakes can be excused as long as they're not repeated. Break laws, cause harm to life, limb, or property. Leniency can be okay as long as there's a lesson learned and there was no harmful boundaries that were a broken or hindrance of any type of discipline, and as long as there was lessons learned. And sometimes the lessons learned has to be learned via a scenario, a story, or even giving back to the community. Number eight, allow the person to do research and to train others, because that's a sincere way to learn as well. And remember, taking on responsibility comes in several forms. Sometimes it's being socially innovative by using your talents and your gifts. Sometimes it's through volunteerism, 
where you're volunteering to help them out in the community or organization. Sometimes it's ethical responsibilities where you're practicing being Christ-like and practicing morals. You're being fair and honest. Some of it is environmentally responsible. You're not doing things that will harm this world, like engaging in different types of spillage. Well, it's cyberspace spillage, spillage of various products. And then the last one, remember the law is for the lawless. First Timothy, first chapter 8 through 18, reminds us how the law is good and it's appropriate. And understanding the fact that the law is not to be enacted on a righteous person, it is for those that are lawless and rebellious. And so with that, we have to know that as children of God, we are to learn to trust God take accountability and a responsibility, and allow God to use those things to promote us in due season. Because we need to focus and keep our focus on God and in the things of God. Minister Carvon, what do you have to say about taking on accountability and responsibility especially with the things God is using you naturally and spiritually right now for giving back? I would say um, I think ways of showing accountability is I know I've been in a situation where I have to serve community service, but I don't look at it as serving community service. I look at it as like, giving back to the homeless or giving back to the people that actually need, like, food, soap, water, light bulbs, oil, things to cook with, things to keep them from starving, keep them from being out on the street looking for someplace to eat because I hate seeing, like, the people, the homeless people that need food and they never have food. So, like, what I've recently been doing is, like, going around, and giving the homeless people some food because I know that they really need it. I don't know how they're going to make it, but they always take it, and that's a good sign that they actually need the food and they actually are caring for themselves. And I think that it's a good thing to give back, and I recommend that other people also do the same thing because it is actually a great way of showing accountability. And I believe Mm -hmm. that if you show more accountability in the world, I believe that more blessings will come to you, more things will come back to you when you're in need of something. Like, God will always be there. Just call on God. He's always there to help you, lead you in the right path, lead you to have a successful way of moving on instead of going back to problems that you might have had. And I think that's that's a great thing because God is a good God. Amen. We have to remember making a vow. If you make a vow to someone, you got to keep it. That's accountability. Don't just try to act like you forgot. I mean, don't. I mean, I remember something um, Minister Sylvia and Minister Sheila used to say all the time. If when we make an agreement and a vow, we talked, whether it was face to face, don't now text me. 
if it wasn't the agreement wasn't made via text. Because if you have enough nerve or boldness to ask, then make sure when you have closure, you take accountability. Um, Minister Sylvia and I was talking to someone that um, when they were talking to us, they said one thing, and then when they left us, they said another thing. And we were like, well, when we talked to you, you said one thing, but now you're texting something else. And the both of us thought the same thing, that if when we talked to them, they said it was good. When they decided it wasn't good, we should have been able to discuss it, at, you know, the same way. So if you have not heard anything else on today, I pray that you've heard that some of the things that people are calling a problem or a monkey is really a blessing. It's really something that God is trying to use you for. Yes, people on this phone with so many talents, my goodness, with so many gifts. But the enemy wants to shut you down so that the sharing of that gift and talent is not shared. But there's souls, there are people waiting for you. You've done so much and you're doing so much in the natural that God is promoting you in the supernatural. Take those talents and those things that God wants you to operate in, operate in them. And please, remember, it's not always going to be easy. The enemy will attack you physically, naturally, and all of that. But guess what? No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you, thou shalt condemn, for this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Expect the weapon to form but know that God said it won't prosper. Know that even when the enemy comes in like a flood, God will lift up a standard. Know that God has given you fingers to fight and hands to war. Know that God has angels encamped all around you on your right hand and on your left hand. Know that it's not about the war. It's about the victory and the victor and God himself. He's perfecting you. Diamonds don't become diamonds without the pressure. Gold doesn't become pure gold without the fire. I could go on and on and on. Diamonds. Accept the pressure. Accept the fire. Accept the thing that it takes to make you invaluable and priceless and to glisten and to shine before men. It's not about you. It's about the God that you serve. Is there anyone on the line that would like to have something to say or to even close out the program? My God. Well, good good Sunday again. Good morning again. Uh, I just want to thank God for everything that has gone forth and all I've heard 
been a blessing. So much has been said and so much applies. One of the things, uh, the takeaways for me is looking at those verses that when it says give unto others, that those things that you have to give may not be monetary, but they're just as valuable, if Mm. not more so, if not more so to feed into the lives of others and to use what God has given you to create hope and purpose and joy in the lives of others who, like uh, the young man said, they're, they're on the streets and they might think that there's no one that even sees them. That That's one of the things I say about the homeless. They are the unseen, but God sees them. And if you can be on God's territory and you can witness and you can say God loves you, he sees you and he cares, that's giving. That's giving. Isn't that something? As Apostle Lex said, the supernatural, the level on which God wants us to, to tread if we stay with him, if we seek him, if we discern from all of the wisdom and understanding that's around us and we take and we glean and then we go and do. Oh, yeah. God, help us. There's this one mother that prays and she says, Lord, help my do. <laughs> help my do. In other words, help me to do what you would have me to do. Just beautiful, just beautiful, just beautiful. Thank you so much, Apostle, so much. Thank you so much for all you've said and for all you've seeded into the lives of those around you. Just continue doing God's work. You are blessed with God. Thank you. Anyone else? Thank God for the service on today because it really um, had a chance to get people to understand that every time somebody puts something on you, don't wear it is um, a burden. Sometimes is God saying, come higher. You know, I, I'm like Minister Margot said, that Carbon said, when you see the unseen, God's word says, the poor you would have with you always. But when you did it to the least of them, you did it to me. You know, so that that's two scriptures together, but I'm just saying that when we get to a place where we could start carrying someone else's load, that it's a blessing because God trusted you to step on, step into the next level, step on the next level because he's saying it's time to come higher. There's so many nuggets that I got out of today's lesson. Um, as Apostle said, if we made a facial verbal agreement or we even talked on the phone voice-to-voice agreement, if you change your mind or something happens, 
to be accountable for your actions. You have to be responsible. Think of the integrity that you're going to walk in by going behind because you changed your mind because of someone else or something was said or you thought about it. There's a way to be accountable, and whatever you do, you have to go into saying, how would Jesus handle this? What would Jesus do? Is decency in order? Go about it a good way. It's another way to go about it because you don't want people to look at you or every time they, or every time they hear your voice, they look at you and say, that person is a liar. That person just lie, lie, lie. You can't believe nothing they say. Even when they say, oh, I like it, that's good. You can't believe them. So today was a very, very great lesson. I don't want to say good lesson. It was a great lesson because there was so much deposit into it. I'm going to say me. I can't speak for anyone else, but so much was the deposit, and I got out of what was going on and what was said today. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? Well, I'm uh, going to uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Minister Gavron. Hello. I would like to say I I like the uh, service today. I think that accountability is something that should always be brought. If you bring a burden to somebody, you should always take accountability for it. Amen. That is so true. And what I love is that we're all different ages on this phone, and we all agree about how accountability is so important. Some people, they don't believe that. You want to get some patty? So I just want to say that. Don't forget. I, uh, Karan, can you put your phone on mute? We can hear you talking to someone in the background. Oh, sorry. So, that's okay. So Matthew 6 and 33 says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Let's not forget that on tomorrow, our own Reverend Lawrence Seabury will be our uh, speaker on Iron Sharpening Iron, and that's our Monday night service. That's at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So please, it's our youth service, so we don't want to miss out on it. And um, also on Friday night, it will be our uh, first Friday of November. Yay! And so for some people, it's their birthday month. So I'm thanking God that Minister Sylvia will be um, the person that is leading the Smile 3 program, Let's Talk, that starts at 9 p.m., Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then Sunday you can come back and hear Minister Carmon. I believe he's going to lead the the um, service and everything on next week because he's got some things he's doing research on. And even if he doesn't, we'll be back on the air with this young 21-year-old man that is learning from God himself and from the wisdom of Minister Margo and the wisdom of Minister Sylvia and those of us that are on the air willing to impart into this young man. Because many of the things that we're saying, believe it or not, is being planted. And so don't forget that. That will be at 9.30 time, and it will also be at 10.30 Eastern Standard Time on next Sunday. 
So we look forward to seeing you all on tomorrow night, and we thank you for staying over a little bit with us, and we thank um, Minister Carvon. Minister Carvon, are you available to pray us out? Yes. Okay, so please pray for our service, and then we will end the program with a quiet place by Pastor Troy Thomas. Lord, I want to thank you for what you have brought us to today, brother. Another uh, story on accountability and it is, I'm sorry, um, accountability, God, that you have put in us, you have taught us that we have to show responsibility for everything we do, tell others why we've done it, and everything that we do is all for us. Everything we do is all for a resolution that we could come out with, a problem. And I ask that, Lord God, that you could bless these families that don't have food with more food of some kind, of someone that is willing to give them food, give them shelter, or something of that sort that they need instead of what they want because needs are more important than wants. And, Lord God, you are the person that always leads us in the right direction and shows us that if we if we take accountability and respect people, that people can give back to us, people can show us love, people can put us in situations where we are – going to succeed, going to be a leader, going to be better than the person that we've outgrown, the person that we were, about the person that we are going to be. We are going to be children of God. More people of praying. If you pray, I believe praying is great. And God will always show you that the right pathways that you need is through him, and he will lead you through them pathways and lead you through the problems and lead you through the struggles and lead you through the pain that you have to go through to get to where you need to be as a leader. And, Lord God, you are the person that shows us that you have many miracles. And I ask that you can help us and make us better from the people that we are and bless us with better things that we have for the future with the knowledge that you give us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Until tomorrow night with Iron Chassis 9, where our host is Minister Sylvia Kaiser at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Bye-bye.